to the KD Club, the ultimate podcast destination for our fabulous and fearless young fashionistas, entrepreneurs and wellness enthusiasts aged 8 to 16. I'm your host, Kirsty Doyle, and I'm here to guide you on an exciting journey through the world of fashion, business and well-being. Welcome to today's KD Club podcast. I am so lucky that I know so many amazing female entrepreneurs and I'm delighted to welcome today my sister Jessica who is the co-founder of The Wild Loaf Bakery. You can access one of Jessica's classes on our KD Club platform and you can learn how to make the perfect cookie or some pastry and here she is to tell us all about how she got started in her bakery career. So, Jess, thank you so much for coming on. No problem. <laughs> it's a pleasure. <laughs> um, I just wanted to know more. What we talk to our guests about is really how they got started. Mm. So, lots of guests have always dreamed of becoming an interior designer or a wedding planner or a fashion designer. But you sort of, obviously, I know your background. How did you get started in bakery? Was, there, was that always something you wanted to do? Well, we spoke a little bit about this before we came on. It was... I never knew that I wanted to be a baker. So this is the thing, isn't it? Like we're talking about, it's kind of like, I did an arts degree. Mm-hmm. Um, the most important thing for me was to be creative um, and follow a path of total creativity because nine to five office job was never gonna be for me. So I did an arts degree and I actually just, I DJed throughout the time that I was a student <laughs> at uni. Yeah. So I never actually had to get, like do a job in like hospitality or anything like that. I was always kind of like self-employed, mm-hmm. pushing myself, and the main thing for me was, like I said, just to be super, super creative. So I went to London, super fortunate to be able to go to St. Martin's, got um, accepted there. That was excellent. And just briefly, St. Martin's is such a prestigious university Absolutely. in London, isn't it? Yeah. People travel from all over the world. Yeah. So I know lots of young people who could be listening to the podcast could be thinking about different universities. Yeah. And St. Martin's is really an amazing yeah. university to go to, isn't it? So credit it to you for going to such an unbelievable university. Yeah, no, I thought to myself, I'll do... A foundation degree here in Liverpool, but I didn't really see myself staying in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. So I kind of thought there's more out there that I kind of want to experience. And and Liverpool was just, yeah, it was great. But I just thought if I can get away, I can bring that experience back to Liverpool eventually. So I managed to get into St. Martin's and it was just an absolute privilege um, just going down there. Terrifying, absolutely terrifying. You know, it's not just going to be like a super easy thing. You say bye to your family and you go. It's a hard experience. You know, it's a difficult place to live. It's a little bit isolating. It's a little bit lonely at times. But I'm glad to stay. I stuck it out and I made some amazing friends down there. And it was just an incredible experience. It really opened my eyes to, you know, just just people from all over the world, different cultures, you know, just kind of really inspired me. Um, And so, yeah, I was super lucky to be able to, kind of get a lot of um, just kind of freedom to mm. kind of explore as well what I kind of wanted to do. So it was set design for theatre that I, I did in uni and it was just so broad that they said to us, look, take this one piece and just roll with it, go anywhere with it. And and yeah, it just opened my mind to like the possibilities. And mainly, what I'll tell you what I came away with, one amazing thing, uh, because I had no money. Yeah. <laughs> And it, Obviously, it kind of living in London at the time. Living in London, so yeah, like yeah. incredibly, you know, it was challenging because it was just you were a student, you know, yeah. you had to make ends meet. But especially in the world of like in the university world, so it was kind of like 
you can do whatever you want with this, but you've probably got like a £100 budget. So you, you really have to step outside your comfort zone and just think, what can we do with pretty much nothing? Okay. Um, and we did great. Like I, I joined a little collective, just two, two or three other students. We created this collective and we just did lots of site-specific stuff. We, we just did amazing things with very, very little that I look back on and I think how proud I am of that. Absolutely. Um, then yeah, so uni kind of, you know, it was fantastic, but I think when I got to the end of it, I thought Liverpool is calling me. Okay. Um, there was something about home that I missed. I feel like that's really common for Liverpool people, but I knew that there was a lot of support there also. Again, you know, like I, London being a bit isolated and I thought Liverpool is the one, like go back. There's loads of community there and let's see what's going on. Um, so I headed back and I got involved in the biennial. Uh, I was an intern there. So just briefly, what's the biennial? So the Biennial is it's a contemporary arts organisation based in Liverpool. They have a two yearly arts exhibition. Um, again, artists from all over the world will come and they will exhibit their work. And then people from all over the world will come and watch that, you know, visit that exhibition, which is a great thing. So when I came back to Liverpool, I was like, I want to be in the arts, I think. So Biennial first came to my mind, I got in touch with them. I became an intern there. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And I really recommend, you know, anybody out there just going into these places and saying, look, I really want to get involved, but I'm not sure how. I mean, I don't really want to be making you coffee, but if I've got to make you coffee, I'll make you coffee. And then if I can get into other ways, and I'm, you know, and it That's leads it. me into different avenues, then it will, you've got a foot in the door because sometimes it's really hard to get that foot in the door. Every single guest on the podcast says this. Yeah. Every single guest says, take on an internship placement work experience obviously it's encouraging schools anyway um but once you reach an age where you can go out and take a work placement yeah every single guest has the same thing yeah. to go out and do it absolutely i agree completely it just gets you into a world of you know the working reality you know of something so Plus, you, need... you can try something yeah and if you do realize oh, i actually hated that yeah that is no love lost absolutely you can literally go and go another work placement this is the yeah. joy yeah. about being young and being able to be creative almost with your time absolutely and yeah. where you spend it you try something i'm really really excited about doing that yeah you tried it you absolutely hated it you try something else you loved it mm, yeah it's the joy it's you have that joy. freedom yeah. at that age as well Absolutely. so i would say rather than you know think too much down the line you you're you're in a position where you know you are free to kind of experiment as well in different industries so it doesn't have to be one specific you know avenue because it can lead you anywhere so like me with the biennial led me to become a baker so that was <laughs> never gonna be you know you that was never that. you could never have guessed no. that that was not you know that was not always going to happen so yeah, I, I mean, just take a chance and see where it leads you, really. That's what I'd recommend. But you're yeah, open so. to the opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you never know who it. you're going to meet. No. Especially in the biennial, as you say, if it's really just going in there and making coffee yeah. and maybe picking up the post, some very small jobs, mm -hmm. somebody in there could spot something in you that Definitely. you think that they think, well, let's encourage that. Yeah. And let's think how we can, you know, help that person onto the it's next true. possible job. What I found in the biennial was I was going in saying, you know, I've got these skills because mm -hmm. I think they specifically wanted me to do like social media. And I was kind of like, that's not my skills. Um, I'd like to do photography and documentary making because mm -hmm. um, I'd done that in university as well. I documented all our work. So I kind of was like, I'd love to do that. And they saw, OK, we've got this artist coming over from the Netherlands and she needs someone to document her journey when she's here. And that's what I kind of did. So I went from just being like, I'm available to do anything. And then I got this amazing opportunity. I had my camera, luckily, yep. you know, I was really fortunate to have that piece of kit. Uh, and I was able to just go around and, pho and photograph her. And it was an amazing, you know, privilege to be able to do that. But 
the most spectacular thing about that whole thing was that it was the actual project was based in, in Anfield where I'm from originally where we're from obviously <laughs> so, <laughs> um and I was able to kind of um go back to where I'd come from before university so I basically really go home and it was Full just safe. yeah but in in this art environment so it was really 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 lucky to be in that situation um yeah, so this artist was working with people in, in Anfield, in the local community. Uh, a lot of the stuff at the time was to do with the football ground and it was kind of like knocking down houses and I was yeah. documenting all of that with this artist. And um, yeah, so there was a bakery, uh, Mitchell's Bakery, that was just about to close. And it was getting... just briefly, our mum used to take us to for bread and cakes, didn't she? Every day after like school. Family bakery. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was this unbelievable like you know connection to this, yeah. this, this thing that was unfolding. Again, really privileged, I couldn't believe it. Um, and yeah, so this bakery was kind of getting closed. The, the, the family were leaving it, they were selling up and going. Um, and then it was a question, it happened really quickly. People in the biennial said, okay, whilst it's sat there vacant, would we be able to go and like have our communi community meetings in this bakery? And they agreed to that and that was fine. Um, and that was just, I got to go into this bakery with my camera and document and all of the kind of historical like, madness that was <laughs> it was an incredible it was like a museum of like bakery goods and things yeah. yeah so again all like really amazing to like witness and watch so i documented that then uh, uh right yeah so then really luckily there was like we should do a baking class because we're in a bakery and then i ended up doing a baking class and literally the rest is history and that's it. <laughs> i did one bit I, and this is what i love about being creative and having an open mind you just don't know where it's going to lead you so if you've got different aspects to your creativity, if it's not just one thing, you know, you've got different strings to your bow. Now, Absolutely. Uh, then you, and you can apply it to anything, really. So the thing that, again, I was saying one minute was the documenting, the, you know, like photograph and stuff like that. And then the next minute, all of a sudden, it was bread. And it was just so, I'd, you know, I'd never been a good cook. I'd never been a baker. I had no interest in it whatsoever. But I was truly inspired by the guy who taught me how to make this one loaf of bread. Yeah. And I thought, I want to be like him. I want to have that desire and passion to kind of create something and and spread it you know and make people happy with it it was a beautiful thing that I connected with straight away but that's the whole point that could be anything yeah so that could be any teacher that any young person comes in in Absolutely. contact with and it could be graphics it could be fashion illustration mm -hmm. it could be product design Absolutely. and if you can ignite that passion even if you ignite that passion within yourself mm -hmm. to say oh my gosh I absolutely love that I'm going to find out more yep. I'm going to find out everything there is to know about that I'm going to follow the designers I'm going to look back in history I mean you've gone from that crazy old bakery which was so amazing yeah. looking at all that stuff now how many years ago was that? That would have been about 11 years ago, I think. And now you're a co-founder of your own bakery. Yep. Obviously, your own bakery's been through lots of different... Uh, we're looking at the wild loaf. Mm -hmm. It's been through such an amazing story, isn't mm -hmm. it? Because yep. we obviously had COVID. So obviously, you've had your wholesale business where you sell the bread to other stores. So a wholesale business is where you sell to another business. Yes. Uh, and they sell it and um, they sell the product for you so that applies to any mm -hmm. anything and then you had covid mm -hmm. where people would pull up in a car and co come and collect yeah, this bread it was incredible yeah so yeah. we like, were super what an lucky. incredible story this has been on absolutely like, it's yeah. and where it started yeah. you know something that was just i never knew was there that's mm -hmm. the thing that was just this kind of like no my path is in the arts and i must continue this way and then it just was like no just look at this thing and you know use that I, I kind of felt it was a vehicle to kind of 
I, to be honest, make money as well. It was a project Absolutely. that I could sell, you know, and yeah. I'm not going to hide behind that because in the art, it's incredibly challenging sometimes. Don't let that put you off. But Absolutely. where are you going to get that wage? Is it going to be consistent? It's, it's a question you have to have. So, again, with that self-employed mindset, I was always a DJ, so I, was always, I always had income. But I was kind of like, if I could see the spread and I can make a business, then I could, I can have a, you know, I could see myself having a regular income, and that was really exciting to me. So yeah, I, I left home baked, and then um, my me and my partner at the time we set up the Wild Live Bakery, and it was a wholesale thing originally. Again, that was just looking in the market, seeing what people wanted, seeing what there was a niche for, um, and then someone coming to me saying, if you could do me this, I'll be your first customer, and that was it. So it was like got an oven. That I had no idea required three phase electricity. My <laughs> plan was to have that in the garage in the house, and that was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. um, so all of these mad things, like huge I, learning curve, huge learning day, curve. It still sing, is now. Uh, yeah. You know, it's I think as an entrepreneur, unbelievable. Yeah, whether it's figuring out what this type that you know this type of electricity or anything like that, like an your oven is not so like much. just let's put this into perspective the size of the oven. Yeah, it's it's, it's a ton. It's the size ton. of a car. An and it's I was like, I will weight. get that through that door, no problem. <laughs> and I've made continuous mistakes like that with these ovens. And I'm making less now. That's all <laughs> I can say. Because you know the size of the ovens. Did yeah. we take the front? in the garage did the did the wind yeah. the doors come off the, the doors garage. came off then i realized it was no way was it going to have enough electricity to power the thing because i need to probably enough electricity in the whole street industrial electricity mm-hmm. you know it's a difference between industrial and then just living in your house you've not got it um so yeah ends up going to canes brewery found a space there this was before there was anything in canes brewery what we time were the first, you in there in the morning so we were going at like four o'clock in the morning there'd be no one there absolutely oh. terrifying crazy things that you got to do that I did um and obviously Emily did as well so yeah we started there and, and honestly that's it it's just been like more so than anything it's been a support of the customers it's been the support of people in Liverpool just wanting us to kind of continue and feeling like they want us to succeed as well and that's why it's a great place to be as well um but yeah so now we've got a space in Brunswick uh, near Brunswick Station and it's got like every the whole plan was always to have like the theatre of bread making you know going back to Mitchell's because everything was made on site and then sold straight out as fresh as it could be um, and for the inter- interim period for us we had a shop and then we had a space where we could make it so we always wanted it to be together um, and you know just selling it as straight out the oven and that's what we've got now and that's what's going really well after Covid I'm happy to say Absolutely. I think you obviously specialise in a certain type of bread. It's sourdough bread, yeah. which is like an artisan bread, which you guys have taught yourselves how to do. You've mm-hmm. perfected it. You now use that, you know, use that recipe within other products. Yeah. So you've found something that's unique to you um, and your bakery, yeah, which absolutely. I think people travel from the surrounding areas. Yeah. So again, you can apply that to any creative mm-hmm. um, project is to create something which can be become your real trademark. Absolutely. It has that a, like people, a USP, doesn't absolutely. it? Yeah, and USP thing. means unique sound. Good question, there you go. <laughs> I kind of forgot that there. I was like, I know what it means. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. If because, you've got yeah. that, then you, you step out, you know, you, you, you step on above the kind of parapet and people are taking notice of you and mm-hmm. that's where they're yeah, going out their way to support you because there's something special about you and special about what you do. And they can see your team and they can see yeah. how hard that you, you know, you work in a mainly female team, I think, which is quite unusual for mm-hmm. a bakery as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm just saying this, but you might, you might disagree, but I feel incredibly lucky that obviously I work in fashion uh, and I, but I live in my own bubble. 
yep. of, of you know my little fashion reality. Mm. So uh, I haven't come up against any sort of real sort of. I'm very female orientated. Mm -hmm. The team's female. You're yeah. very much the same. But I think in certainly in more bakeries, absolutely cookery like cookery schools. Mm -hmm. I was speaking to another young person who said she was one of three mm. out of a group of twenty five students mm -hmm. on a cookery course. Yep. One of three females. So I think in your industry, it's really unique to have such a female it strong is. team, isn't yeah. it? Obviously, you have mm. uh, Sean that works with you, but that's something to be really proud of, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. In terms of the bakery side of things, the production, we mm. are all we are all women, and I think exactly. for me, it's always been important to give people an opportunity, more so like a bit of a prior, I'm going to prioritise you over, you know, because it's so male dominated the yeah. industry. So we would do wholesale bread. I'd walk into kitchens with like however many loaves every single person in every single kitchen was was across the board male men mm -hmm. so it was kind of like male men so it was kind of like i felt like the, the sort of needed to just there just needs to be a bit of a gap there you know for women to come in and feel like they could yeah just like have a go at it because you know women cook at home and they're, mm -hmm. they're really celebrated for that but then it's in, 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 in a commercial setting it's not so celebrated there and that's because women have different pressures on them like you know childcare, you know mm -hmm. all these things um and not to say that men don't but it's a different kind of world so if we can always celebrate that we we will definitely and we've been we've been really good at that so far and i remember a guy saying to me in mitchell's i picked up a loaf of like a bag of uh, 16 kilos flour and he was like just couldn't believe it like he was just like how why are you doing this and I was like are you joking like it was just such an old-fashioned like you know yeah. and he was a bit old-fashioned as well but it's like it's just that kind of it's that yeah preconception that maybe you're not strong enough or you're not got the the you know the determination and all of those things because it's incredibly labor intensive it's really hard work yeah. you're knackered at the end of the shift but you've produced this beautiful thing that you've started in the day and you've finished and I love that it's 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 gone out people have eaten it and you've created a vibe people are happy with it you start with a full counter full of things that yep. every single thing's being handmade yep. and you end the day with an empty counter because it's all being bought and people love it yep. that so make, must make you so proud it obviously does. it's an amazing business yep. I mean what we also talk to the guests about is resilience mm -hmm. so resilience is built through different industries in different ways um, so maybe somebody saying to you, you can't pick up that, that bag of flour. You know, it's those kinds of comments that yeah. somebody will just say mm -hmm. that really could change someone's complete mindset. Absolutely. So I'm going to prove to you that I'm going to pick up this 16 grams, uh, kilos. Bag, 16 kilos <laughs> bag of flour and I'm going to do it every day and I'm going yeah. to make a business out of it. You know, like it's, do you feel like you built up any resilience over the years? Was there any situations you found yourself in? You thought, 100%, yeah. I'm going to prove to you, like, yeah, you're yeah. wrong. The determination, you know, it grows. It's like you kind of do want to prove people wrong and do, you know, you want to give space for that, you know, environment where women can achieve those things Absolutely. as well and celebrate as much as possible. But, um, yeah, I just feel like it's... What was the question? I've just gone completely wrong. It's OK. Shall we start that again? Yeah. OK. <laughs> um, so is there any situations you've been in where you've been it. able to build resilience, anything, which right. you can remember, whether it's university or, you know, working in another bakery, anything which, because I talk to mm -hmm. the guests about this all the time, and I think it's a really important thing for young people to be able to say, okay, that person was really mean to me, mm -hmm. or they critique my work, and that made me feel really bad, but this this is how you can become stronger because of it. Yeah, absolutely. So you're always learning, you know, in this type of industry. So, I mean, resilience comes from, you know, just keeping on going, and, like, obviously your drive and your passion is there that's keeping you going. And, you know, sometimes that just kind of like withers and you think, oh, God, I'm not good enough or I'm not as good as them and things like that. 
Um, and you're always, so you're always building that resilience to kind of prove to yourself that you can do it, you know, more than anything, rather than proving to other people. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, in terms of the bakery side of things, I've always had confidence in that. It's more, and, and to be completely honest, it's more the business side of things, because if you're going to open a business, you know, you do need to build resilience through that, and that's learning from scratch, you know, like, um, and there'll be mistakes and things like that that you can make along the way. Because a lot because of people you will make mistakes 100%. every single day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's what people don't day. talk enough about no, as an entrepreneur. Don't. Which is the journey of how you get absolutely. to somewhere. And it doesn't mean that the journey's over. It's just kind of like you're still you're still on that journey. You're still learning. You are still building resilience, and mm -hmm. you're still going. But the business side of things is always like you know. To be honest, to people is like you got this creative, gorgeous product that everyone wants. Okay, well, what about the back end of it? You know, is like. Okay. Is all the admin done and you know accountancy all of these things they scared the living out of me mm -hmm. i was really scared but again i've become more resilient over time and i've, t I've taught myself a lot i've you know i've engaged with a lot of other people they've also inspired that's me great. And, so reaching yeah. out to other business owners absolutely that's a great piece yeah. of advice 100 yeah. percent. that was a big turning point for me you know i did speak to one particular person and he gave me a lot of insight into the business side of stuff and then my confidence grew and to be honest that was like three years into the business that was not early days you know so yeah. especially during covid it was like will we won't we will we carry on and then i had this experience and i thought yeah we'll carry on because now i know i know what i'm doing you know yeah. but before and that i was a bit it was in. a bit unsure yeah yeah i mean so say they've they say they've watched the class um baking the perfect you know cookie that, we, that we've recorded on the kd club and they think well that's it i'm going to set up a cookie making business yeah. um so the, you know this is the kind of thing you can do you can watch a class you can teach yourself something yeah. And you can start selling cookies to your neighbours or, you know what I mean, you could do a bake sale or you could do something in school Absolutely. and really put yourself forward of once you've perfected, whether it's a cookie or whether it's a scrunchie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're all the same, but it's perfecting a product mm -hmm. and having the confidence in to be able to sell it really, Definitely, isn't it? And that's what yeah. it's all about. So it's 100%. the business with the, the creative side of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there will always, always be obstacles. You know, you'll always say to yourself, I'm just not good enough. I'm yeah. charging too much. I'll undersell. Um, I'll do these things, you know, and it's, yeah, you, you just kind of have to go through that to kind of realise that, you know, you are good enough and your price points are right and people do want it. It's just a confidence thing. I'm not sure whether it's a, a, a woman thing as well, but, I, we, you know, maybe, maybe women underselling ourselves. Yeah, I don't know, but it feels a little bit like, yeah, just just believe in yourself that you'll get there, but it will not be an overnight thing. But if, like you say, if you're just doing like the big sales and you're exchanging, yeah. it's a transactional thing, you're getting yeah. a little bit of cash, that cash will give you the confidence to say, okay, someone does want this, that's what, you, that's what you've got to do. Absolutely, mm -hmm. and I think it builds that huge confidence in going, oh, I can do this. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And people love it, and the cookies could lead to... You know, bread, toast, yeah. you know, whatever, anything yeah. you can lead yeah. to any we different We started products. as bread and we've got bread, we do now pastries, coffee, sandwiches, you know, we the vehicle was the bread, it began, yeah. you okay. know, it was the beginning of the story, so it could take you anywhere, you know, we could do classes, we could do workshops, we could do, you know, all sorts of things, if you find that one thing, it will open up and, you know, a whole world of possibilities, really, that Absolutely. you do with the clothes. I think that's, that's a great takeaway to come from this podcast mm. is obviously look at every opportunity and just be open to every opportunity yeah, that absolutely. really comes your way. I think to have a very closed mindset is going to be difficult because you just do not know. And I'm like nearly 20 years in the business. You're obviously 10, 10, yeah. 10 years in the business mm -hmm. and you still think how many opportunities are available to yeah. you. Yeah. And obviously ends. you and Emily, yeah, as, yeah. A, as in the co-founders. Yeah. Just briefly, um, obviously I'm a solo entrepreneur, so it's just me and me. 
Uh, you've got uh, another co-founder, Emily, so yep. you've worked amazingly well together. Yep. Uh, do you think it's nice to be able to share the responsibility to, to be able to do something, you know, as a partner? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I think you did a great job of kind of thinking you could do, you know, jack of all trades because you really are good at that and confident in yourself and you've been really success successful as that. But I feel like with me and Emily, we found a good balance of like what she's good at and what I'm good at, you know, because we're... We, we were taking on a big project so like she's really really good at like product creation mm -hmm. um coming up with new ideas flavor combinations you know she's really inspired to do that with the mindset of it being more sustainable and you know better for the environment like the produce that we use and more locally sourced that's her you know agenda and she's fantastic at that so we celebrate that and we say yeah you do that i'll then take more of a you know approach to kind of like managing the staff admin things like that but also i am a baker i always want to yeah. be a baker i don't want to yeah. step away and just manage so again i get that choice which is just a beautiful thing you know i get to choose whether i want to do that which is great so yeah there's always you know there's always we complement each other we really do and like what we create um what we both can do both our jobs so yeah. you know if i wasn't there she could do it and vice versa so it's it's great i really 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 would recommend it find the right person you know it can it can always go wrong you just don't know but yeah. it's like um, you'll have your ups and downs just as you would with anything else 100%, i think yeah. but that's that's a really interesting way of looking at it isn't it? if you and a friend wants to start a business and one of you was amazing at doing the social media and the other one was amazing at making the scrunchies exactly. yeah <laughs> you know find yeah. somebody who exactly as you said can compliment yeah absolutely. um and and then you can work together as a team to be mm -hmm. able to so share on the load if you really would love to start a business you're thinking oh i'm too scared to do it on my own but you reach out and you collaborate with somebody else yeah. and it becomes a joint project absolutely. i think it makes it much more realistic as well yeah yeah and it can be a little bit lonely if you're not if yeah. you've not got that back up you know you need to have a good support system there if you've not got that back up and yeah i think it's just a great thing to be able to share that with someone you know yeah. especially when you're taking on big big responsibilities and things like that you know it's easier absolutely mm -hmm. perfect Thank you so much. No <laughs> I love the reflection back on Mitchell's bakery, to be honest, that like yeah. old family bakery. Yeah. And you think about that as a full circle, that is so crazy. I I know. Know. We literally used to go there. Mm. I just, at that point, you were central, at Central St. Martin's. I did not expect you to end up being a baker. In Anfield. In well, Anfield. Like pretty much where we, we grew up. Where we I grew know. Up. It was a, that's, yeah, yeah you just got to take those risks and just, you mm -hmm. know, just don't always kind of like look down the line and think this is where I've got to be. This is where, you know, you might want to be this, but you just have to be flexible with the whole thing. And I think a, a lot more opportunity will come your way if you've got that, again, like we go back to an open mind. That's kind of what I had. And yeah, and also a bit of determination as well. Super. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much, Jess. No really appreciate that. That's okay. Make sure to follow along on www.thekdclub.com and I'll see you next week.